and welcome to Highlight and Block 5, the podcast for Gooners, by Gooners. And on a day where football died, uh, we have Stuart Izzard. Good what an introduction. Good evening, yeah. <laughs> football died and it's my fault. But we haven't. Uh, and we've also got another man who hasn't died, John Rubin. Before I proceed with this, right, yeah, yeah. I've just got to make an announcement okay. that uh, myself, yeah. uh, Ian Stone and Ty Papula of the Tuesday Club yeah. and one of the guys of Arscast, yeah. we're leaving our podcast <laughs> in a super Arsenal podcast. Uh, we'll be known as Saps, uh, based on the fact that we're not happy that uh, we're not getting enough airtime. <laughs> stink back a sponsorship. Ian Stone has done a deal with uh, the makers of Jammy Dodgers. Uh, every one hundred thousandth packet of Jammy Dodgers sold on the fifth Tuesday of each month, uh, we're going to get half a pence. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're fucking off. So, uh, oh, well, I'm very sorry, John, but I will have to ban you from all conversations. Yeah, uh, and You'll you won't be, be able from... to talk. You won't be able to I'll talk for your from, country uh, either. I'll, I'll be banned from Quick Fire, John. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll chase my head. Brilliant! What a brilliant start. The uh, yeah, because it's been quite depressing today, really, hasn't it? Listening to yeah, every single actually, every single person in football condemn. It's bullshit. Uh, I mean, on my Facebook uh, wall uh, or whatever, not my yes. wall, but my feet. Uh, it's mainly been Tottenham fans in uproar, basically because they thought they was insulted. They've never heard the phrase "elite club" <laughs> in their life. <laughs> I actually thought it was an anti-Semitic fucking uh, insult. <laughs> well, I mean, I noticed on the BBC Breakfast, um, they did a little montage of all the different clubs involved in the um, in the breakaway, uh, holding up trophies, and they just didn't have one for Tottenham. I think they struggled with Man United. The one with Man United that had to have Wayne Rooney holding up a trophy. Um, so that was a while ago. And then they've... Uh, then they they just uh, what should we do for Tottenham? Oh, we just don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> um, although uh, didn't they show them? Didn't they show them lifting the Audi Cup that they won in the pre-season? Oh, yeah, that would have been a good one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, of course, the Audi Cup is one of our listeners. <laughs> last <laughs> last week's podcast. Uh, so welcome everybody. More listeners. Right, oh, but it's not more listeners; it's more likes. I'm actually convinced because I was a bit drunk when I put that bit on the podcast page. You don't right, say. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm actually convinced that no one actually listens. Right, they like the page because people just tend to like Arsenal pages on the off chance there's some kind of band that they can have a moan about, or you know, they can just start going, "Oh, Bama Yang is the greatest thing in the world," whatever you know. And I think they just like it. They just see the word Arsenal. It is fucking searching Arsenal on Facebook, going, oh, okay, then we'll have a like at that. That's all it is. Well, no one listens to this fucking thing anyway. So yes, they not- do. So um, uh, it's been an interesting old week, isn't it? Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't really. I mean, it's like, uh, um, the, you know that thing in the Men in Black where you have your memory wiped by like a flashing light? 
Yeah. I think it's just called the Premier League. Like we just have to sit in front of Sky Sports and suddenly our memory gets wiped of the last game. I tell you what happened with that, right? Yeah, you know they bring in those like those like big wipey wipe things when they want to do shitloads of people. Yeah. In one go. I think what they did was just after the Sparta Prague game, they fucking done one to everyone on our plane coming up <laughs> like, and just wiped out everyone's fucking footballing ambition. So when it turned out yesterday, they had no idea what the fuck was going on on that pitch. I do. I did like there was a there's a, um, a Twitter account called Out of Context Arsenal, and it showed a moment in the game where I think there was like Lacazette and um, Emil Smith Rowe literally standing in space through on goal in the first half, and someone then passing it back. Um, El Nene, I was going to mention this. Right, what it was right, yeah. El Nene gets the ball. And there's acres of space in right? front of him, like they're completely out of position. Lacazette goes fucking mental, <laughs> and and El Nelly just looks like what? What have I done wrong? That's so my I instruction. Always... My instruction was pass it backwards or pass it sideways. That is the only thing El Nelly did yesterday. Mm. It was just as soon as he got it, it went back, and I was like, I can't watch this shit anymore. I mean, literally, it was shocking. Yeah, but you know, but um, you know, I mean, we'll talk about a little bit about the um, the potential, uh, well, this polemic kind of uh, land grab of football that our club is proposing um, when it sits in ninth in the Premier League, um, in possibly the poorest financial position of all the six clubs that. Um, that have entered this agreement. So, you know, we are literally going to lose every game in that league if we enter it. (laughs) Never mind um, the fact that we won't have any relegation or competition to be in that competition, um, but we just won't be good enough, quite frankly. Um, And while all this happens in the, the, the best club in Europe, the best run club, the best, the best football club in Europe, Bayern Munich, doesn't even want to be involved. Um, it shows you that this is an absolute, this is a fool's prophecy, um, of which uh, is purely cynical, based on greed, by large American franchises. And um, yeah, we can go on about it till the cows come home. But it's, I don't know whether that will do any good. To be quite honest, because I don't think anything we've said has done any good as fans over the last 10, 15 years, um, other than uh, the the one time when football fans can't protest. Um, this is how. Hey, oh, you see what? Like, this is my mate always goes on about this, and he's true. Right. Uh, they'll be talking about the pandemic and the fact that, you know, you can't mix outside and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the news will pan to 5,000 people playing in the snow, like, all banged in together and go, oh, is not that wonderful? Even though we just said there could be no large outdoor meetings. There's about a couple of hundred people outside Ellen Road, all protesting, right? All closely packed together, all right? So these are probably from about maybe 150 different households, none of them wearing face masks, and there's not a copper in sight to go... Uh, you can't all actually be together in one place. It's, no, we'll let it go because it makes good news. 
Yeah. This is where the media is so two-faced. They should be not going, oh, and it's great, everyone's protesting. They should be going, actually, this is out of order because there's a risk of more infections going ahead. You know, mm. it's just, it's, it's just, they just like this looking glamorous, bizarre, let's do everything for fucking news effect. I mean, you know, it, is, it, up- it, it, it is pretty convenient for Stan Kroenke and his family to do this at a time when nobody can be inside a stadium. And he doesn't even uh, say a word on the matter. He leaves it to the glaciers um, of Man United to do the, do the talking about why this is such a good idea. A, fa- a, a group, a, a, a club that has the words, football is nothing without fans, written in massive tarpaulin over their seats currently. And... Um, the hypocrisy is almost unbearable um, from yeah. clubs, not just our club, where you know we say history, um, you know uh, that we are our history sort of uh, as fans brings us together, but of clubs like Liverpool, who whose whose manager um, equally said that. Football is a social uh, is is about socialism, and we are all in this together. And clubs like Celtic or um, Man United, where they have clear clearly had managers that have said that without fans, football is not even worth it. And um, we stand at a very difficult time in our in the world with the pandemic, but this has made uh, a sport that we all love very, very difficult to love. And um, Yeah, without a doubt. Well, I, I, and I, 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 I think it's the thin end of the wedge when American sports franchises are involved, and I imagine a large streaming platform like Netflix or Amazon uh, backing the idea. Uh, and it, I wonder how long it will be before it will be... Um, Kuala Lumpur, Arsenal, and Calif- Real California, because you you can only see it going that way. Um, where actually having two two clubs in Manchester or three clubs in the north, very close to each other, uh, and two clubs in London, uh, three clubs in London doesn't really make any sense on a world stage. And you know, I, I would consider that one of those one or two of those clubs from each city will have to leave. And, um, you know, the, the, this this could be <clears throat> so dramatic if it, it's allowed to happen. Um, and if the money that they're talking about is involved, I, I I'm, I'm concerned that it will happen. We've just today left the European uh, Football Association uh, of which one of our which of our chief executive was a member of, um, so we've quit that, and we've lawyered up by the looks of it uh, because we're trying to convince already convince the media that um, that we are uh, that that people have a legal right to play in the Premier League and a legal right to continue to play in international competitions. Um, when quite frankly, by the end of this week, 
Arsenal and the other five clubs could be playing in the championship at this rate. Um, and the six teams from the championship could be playing in the Premier League. If, if, if the feeling is that strong, um, we could face sanctions this season. We could, us and Man United could be out of the Europa League. Uh, Chelsea Can't and Man, to say Chelsea and Man City could be out of the, the uh, you know, we could. Did you write this speech? So you just got to carry on with it. Not really. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking off the top of my head. I can't feel. Yeah, a, well, let Stuart have a word. He wanted to say no, something. You just no, talk, you no I mean, out. what, what, what Matt's saying. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. we you know, it's, um, he's right. You know, everything he's saying. Um, for me. You know, if if a mate of mine um, messaged me earlier and just said, "So you, all you guys, getting in your super duper whooper league and all this," <laughs> and um, I was like, "Mate, trust me. If it if it happens, I shall be looking for two season tickets at Gillingham and and a tattoo tattooist removal parlour." Because <laughs> are, are there such things? Well, I don't know, but you know, yeah, you I mean? can have laser treatment to remove a tattoo. Yeah, so. But that, that's how strongly I feel about Just it. Just cut your leg off. They, they, well, it's my arm, so I'd, I'd rather well, not cut my leg off. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, if, if it happens, then then it will be dead to me. That, Does that anybody really seriously believe this is actually going to Because it's never in a million years going to happen. As I said earlier, I'm like, yeah, well, I will just get this in quickly. Spurs are going to pull out, right? They're basically going to wait until the very last minute, until the five clubs have signed up and they've got banned. They'll pull out because they won't win a fucking trophy unless that happens. Right? And that's just <laughs> the way that's going to work. But honestly, right, yeah, no one realistically ever believes, no one believes, you know, Gary Neville and that fucking prick from Liverpool, right, they're loving this. They can all sit all indignant and all give the, whoa, we're not happy and this team's shit and, Fuck off! Look, you know what? Deep down, they know. Everyone knows. Never going to happen ever. Because I said to my mate on, uh, I put on Facebook password. Said the players can go on strike, and there's absolutely nothing the clubs can do about it. Nothing. All the players and imagine go. You're signing up to this. Yeah, fine. We're on strike. What are you going to do? And what can they do? Nothing. Yeah, but nothing yeah. Do. do you want a million pounds a week? It will no, be the question. Like, right, someone like Saka, say Saka, you got a chance of earning some money or do you want to represent your country at the World Cup, at the Euros? And it'll be like, well, actually, you know what? Because he's a young kid. I, I said to my mate, I said, it will become a retirement league. Not a single young player or a player in their prime will sign for any of these clubs. They will sign when they've basically reached the end of their career. Right, and they can make a shitload of money. The clubs will die. They will cease to exist. No one will sign. You're telling me some young school kid who may have a chance. They can't loan anybody out to anyone. Like we've loaned out those three players to Newcastle or whatever. That won't ever happen. So it's a question of they will sit there, never getting picked, right? Never playing football, okay? No one's going to sign for these clubs, ever. Right, and eventually, unless you like Winston Bogard or whatever, who just want to sit on the bench and never play and just collect a fucking pension, that's all that will be. It'll be like what the MLS was in the 70s, right? When basically all the great players who were after a massive payday but barely had any skill to kick a ball uh, just went there. 
Right, and that's all it's going to be. Rodney Marshes. <laughs> Rodney Marsh went there. Uh, I mean, Gordon Banks played in America for a while because he was like the one-eyed keeper and he made a bit of money. I think he played with Tampa Bay Rowdies or something like that. You know, and that's just the way it is. It's just, it's just not going to happen because... I mean, I, basic- I, 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 I'm being cynical, but I, I, I do really agree with you, John. Um, I think that, you know, it's come at a time when uh, you, UEFA were about to... Uh, announce new plans for the Champions League. Yeah, and... I mean, they've extended all these competitions, right? Yeah, so they basically the clubs have gone, we're going to get less money and they've got to play more games. Yeah. They basically talked about, what is it? They said they said two leagues of 10, but it's not because there's going to be 36 teams. Who's so that? it's basically going to be, this is what Who? the plans are. So it's going to be four leagues. I think the way the new format's going to work in the Champions League, and they did say two leagues of 10, which can't be the way. It might no, no, that, that, that was league. that was the Super League that they were talking oh, about. Oh right, so they right. they was they talking about wanting to get fifteen teams as founding members and then adding five teams based on merit each season. So basically, whoever comes, <laughs> two leagues of ten, yeah, yeah, and then have two leagues of ten leading to yeah. the quarterfinals. But you know what? I mean, no one got this is a, this is quite ironic actually. With people moaning about it. Some of these bigger clubs forced the other clubs to go into the Premier League. And why did they do it? For money. Some of these clubs bitching and moaning now, right, were part of that initial let's all form the Premier League to get a load of cash. Also, UEFA didn't give a shit when they said, oh, sorry, we're doing away with the European Cup because uh, they want to make a shitload of cash and form the Champions League. Mm. Right? And, they devalu- and they did away with a fucking Cup winner's cup. They've devalued what the UEFA Cup is. And they've devalued what the Champions League is. But that was okay for UEFA in those days because oh, yeah, they mean, made so got, much money. Everyone is there is total hypocrisy in all of this. You know, from yeah. from you know the idea that the Premier League wasn't a cynical money making ploy, uh, and that the Champions and that UEFA and FIFA are somehow um, good guardians of the game when there's corruption and. Yeah. Um, Millions of pounds look changing hands between officials. Look at right, yeah. Oh, Sky's in uproar. Yeah, because they're basically not going to go through you, are they? They're going to stream all their games. Yeah. So you ain't going to get a fucking penny out of it. Premier League's in uproar, yeah, because you ain't going to get a penny out of it either. And your and whole competition will be devalued. Yeah. And it, it's, that's, that's all it comes down to, right, yeah. I said to all my mates timeline, I went, and don't start having a go, but anybody who voted Tory cannot complain about this happening. Because this is capitalism in its purest form. The minority or the majority losing out to a privileged few who will make shitloads of cash. And that is capitalism. This is all it is in its purest form. If you're a capitalist, you cannot moan about this happening because this is your ideal. In the business world, in any other business, everyone would be going, oh, this is fantastic. This is so amazing. Because it's football, it's, oh, this is a disgrace. Shut up. It's what you want. You want capitalists. We knew this was going to happen. Clubs don't care about fans. They haven't cared about fans for fucking ages. Nor have Arsenal. Look at the fucking money. I said to uh, Andy Bartlett, the money of our season ticket. Mm. Our season ticket. I, well, I bought my first season ticket in 89. I walked into the marble walls and did over £95 in cash. And that was probably on a par with most other leagues or most other teams. 
95 quid for a season ticket, which also gave you cup games. Now it's a thousand quid. Mm. You could basically buy a season ticket at Bayern Munich, fly there and back for not much more than Some it costs for do. And the shit do. and the shit that we have to watch for a thousand quid. Fuck that. I mean, seriously. You know, I mean, I mean the, I, the, the the weird thing about all this is that about where Arsenal have found themselves as a football club, you know, currently, and that we are, um, we've got a long way to go to get back to where we want to be. Um, and this is a total shortcut for us as a club. Um, you know, it's about uh, it's about a total land grab of. of Do you really of think if Conky wasn't a yank, a yank billionaire? We'd ever be included in this? We, of course, you what, of what course you we wouldn't, because all the big clubs, although they, I mean, Liverpool are owned by Americans, and Man United are owned by Americans, Man City are owned by the royal family of Saudi Arabia, who deal with obviously oil for America. The um, uh, the Chelsea owner is a lot of the money comes from America in their in their scheme. So the, Tottenham is owned by Americans. The six clubs are all owned by um, a, a country which doesn't under, even understand the idea of meritocracy in sport. It understands franchises and not being relegated. Worse so, than that, because they are businesses, not not uh, win on or win on the field and you win in the in in the bank balance. This is total business. Um, yeah, and that's what they want. That's what they want. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's just talk about Arsenal. Let's talk about let's talk about Thursday because it was an absolutely wonderful night, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 first of all, I've written down some um, sort of notes of because it's it, I literally had to go back and watch it um, to to work out what had happened because I couldn't I couldn't even remember why we why we won this match and I think. Um, certainly Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka were two of the key reasons. Uh, they were both absolutely scintillating that night. And, um, you know, we had that very purple patch uh, in the in, uh, right at the beginning where Saka hit the post from a shot and then Emil Smith-Rowe was given offside very, very dubiously. Um, it took a long time to make that decision and they didn't show any kind of they didn't show any footage of the the incident did they until no, no. after and that just seemed wrong i mean it just seemed like uh if it takes that long to make the decision why isn't the goal given anyway the next one um emil smith row uh Goes past, ghosts past about three people, and Pepe holds off his defender and sort of stabs it into the top of the net from a top. What did angle. I say about Pepe last week? Yeah, he, he was good. But his feet, all at his feet, he's yeah. got great control, a lot of balance, lot of very feet. hard to get knocked off the ball. And that goal was a very, very good goal. It was a very good goal. When you keep you look at it again, and it just doesn't look like he's going to score. But when you look at his feet, he knew exactly what he was doing. It was, it was amazing. 
Um, then, of course, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe makes another darting run into the box. Uh, he, he, he pushes it to uh, Saka, who's brought down um, penalty. Uh, Laka sticks that one away. Then I think it was Xhaka, wasn't it, to Saka um, for the third one. Xhaka playing at left-back again. Um, sort of one, wins the ball in midfield, weirdly, and pushes it into the path of Saka, who does the keeper with his eyes, I guess, because he's didn't move the keeper, did he? Um, no. Do you remember any of this, boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To... I'm just listening to you. But... Yeah. And then um, what do we have then? I think we should have had another penalty in the second half when Lacazette seemed to get brought down, like cutting back on a defender who went in very clumsily with his ass, sort of into the tackle. And um, I think the, key, the the referee just gave them the benefit of the doubt because they were losing. Um, but then the final one, Pepe crosses to Lacazette, who sort of knocks it from one foot to the other and calmly uh, puts it past the keeper. And yeah. the 750 fans from Slavia Prague in the ground were um, very quiet. Uh, after that, I did. I did like their chant. I did like their chant that they were giving it the boring, boring Arsenal, weren't they? and then three nil down. And you're like, oh yeah, fairly boring, isn't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just, it was just a mad twenty minutes, wasn't it? First yeah. half, yeah. I, you know, it, yeah. I was frustrated with the VAR because you're, you're trying to work out why they haven't given it. Well, at least show us. At least when you're watching a Premier League game. You get to see why. You might not agree. You get to see the sort of Photoshop line yeah, being at drawn. Least, at least you can. At least you can understand it. But it's like no, they're cheating bastards and all that. Yeah. But the the Smith Road footwork for is just magical. He, that boy is such a quality footballer. He's yeah. The runs, the timing of his runs, the close control. Passing, but the for crossing. the ball, the ball through for Pepe. I mean, that boy is just—he's—he's—he's he's well above his years. It—it it, it was beautiful. I, 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 you know, the finish wasn't. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, he's—he's he took it well, didn't he, Pepe? But the lead up to that goal, the the pass, you know, everything that Smith Rowe does there is—it was just great to see it, you know. And and Saka's goal again, you know, brilliant. Like you said at the start, Matt, the, the two of them are just fantastic football players. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and we got what we deserved. I mean, I think I, I said, really, that should have been the score from the first leg. You yeah, know, we, yeah. we, we, we should have gone into that maybe two or three nil up on, on, on them anyway. So, in a way, it, it, was, it was quite nice. I mean... The fact that we did that job on them, you know, it, it, it's, um, it's not often we've, we've had a lot to cheer about this season, but that was, for, for 20 minutes there, we looked absolutely brilliant. I was, I was so, and then, then it becomes a dead rubber. They bring players on, don't they? They, they yeah. sort of make change. And, f- and for them, and, and a bit for us, it, it was all about, well, we don't want you scoring. And, and I think Slavia Prague were quite able to go, well, we won't score if you don't. You know, let's, <laughs> let's, just, well, let's just see this game out. I mean, yeah, Martinelli, bless him. I thought 
when he came on, he was all action, weren't he, for the last few minutes? And he had that yeah. one where he runs through on goal. He's, it, it almost looked harder to miss in a way, but um, he's getting there slowly, isn't he, in terms yeah. of just getting back into the swing of things. Um, yeah, it was it was good. It was it was a great it was a great again. You know, I think Granite Xhaka playing at left back, he, he hasn't obviously got that ability that Kieran Tierney gives us there. Yeah, but he done a great job. He there. did a great job, you and know, they really targeted he, him as well, didn't they? I, yeah, at one point, he, I could he, see sort of three players gathered around him, and he chopped the ball away from one of them and passed it back inside, and you just see him, he's doing his job, you know. But um, but like John's always said, you know, you can't be a captain if you're a forward, and and I know he wasn't captain, but he he run that team from back there, didn't he? You know, mm. lot lot very commanding, you know, talking to the team, and he's in a position where he can see everything, isn't he? You mm. know, it's it, um, and he just, I, I was I was really impressed with it. I I, I just saw and. Chuff and Mikel Arteta as well. I think, you know, lots of people saying that had we lost that or, or not gone through, would that have been his, you know, would Look the pressure have been job. on him again? Um, so, yeah, and, and here we go, you know. We're going to meet Unai again and, well, unless we're kicked out of the competition, obviously, but, you know, <laughs> it's all scheduled for next Thursday, isn't it? Uh, away at Villarreal, which is going to be a tough, tough bloody fixture. Well, both 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 games against him will be tough. I think I'll read something. He's won knockout games in the Europa. Thirty-two, I say. Thirty-two games, I say. I mean, he won the I competition thought, three times in a row, didn't he? Uh, I, I think he's. I we think he's won this years ago when he first I joined us. Over two legs, I think he's won his last seventeen. Wow. Which is which is pretty amazing, you and, know. You I know, know we got to a final with him, and yeah, uh, you know we yeah. we've been in. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. If if we're at the races, and and we've got the squad of players that we have available, and and we can pick. I know we've got players that we can't pick. Looks like we're not going to get. I think Lacazette's done now for the season. But if if we can pretty much pick what we've got left we're strong enough to beat Villarreal you know you you, you can't be silly about it and it, it's definitely no gimme but it's a bloody good chance of making that <coughs> final again yeah sure um, and yeah and it was really nice wasn't it I think you know we, we've all had so much doom and gloom this season we've obviously pinned you know as fans we all want to see us win a trophy and um it's it's what we've got left, isn't it? And it was just nice that we we've we've seen it into the next round and, and with a great performance. That was you know, it's not often I've been able to sit there after about half an hour and think, Well, it looks like we've won a game of football already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it certainly um, did calm it, the nerves a little bit, didn't it? Well uh, if we've got nerves anymore. I mean I don't feel I don't feel the same way anymore. I mean obviously not being there. Not having fans in the stadium, not feeling very, you know, like we there's anything to play for in the league or, or, or all that. You kind of, you, but you still just don't have that quite that same emotional response to win, lose, or draw as you do when you're there week in, week out. Do you? Yeah, I I, I still think with this because it is, you know, 
our only chance of, of any sort of thing left in the season. It, it has become the main sort of focus, hasn't it? Well, certainly from a supporter's point of view. I mean, you know, I know, I know we we didn't play very well yesterday um, and, and the result weren't particularly great, but I'd, I'd rather have had that yesterday than, than Thursday, if you see what I mean. It, 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 you, you just want to... We've we've got this last little thing to cling on to, and you just you just want to see us do well in it, don't you? If we're going to have if we're going to have an off game, I'd rather it was in the Premier League now than in the Europa League. If you see what I mean. Do you know what I really miss? I really miss sitting, sitting in the pub before the game, and a, a relatively young fan will walk in and, and shout, "What do you think of Tottenham?" And everybody, even though it's been the fifth person who's done it since they walked into the pub, everybody has to oblige and uh, complete the chant for him. And he make make him feel like he's the first person and that it was a great idea for him to immediately shout, what do you think of Tottenham when he walked in the pub? I miss that. (laughs) Yeah, there's lots of things you miss. Uh, I miss Nick Gillet. Um, And his... um, his sort of his, climbing boots, his white, his, his, toe, his open gloved, his, his gloved feet, his gloved base feet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It just, yeah. There's lots of things I've missed. I've got to say, um, but yeah, and I was, it was my mate's uh, birthday Saturday, and we started at eleven o'clock at the Bell, and um, oh my god, it, it felt like a football day. You know, because yeah. you're in the pub drinking at eleven, and, and when I mean on. drinking, I mean we were we weren't hanging about at eleven o'clock in the morning, oh and it just felt like I was sort of said to my mate, "Oh, it's a shame in an hour's time we ain't making our way to the ground," sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah, but um, but it was great Thursday, really good, really good. So let's uh, move on, and let's tr- probably spend a little less time on um, on Sunday's game because. I mean, I think the one thing that was consistent was from the end of that game where Martinelli came on against Slavia and looked outstanding again. He was outstanding against Fulham, um, but very unfortunate not to either end up with an assist or a goal himself. Yeah, VAR pissed me off. VAR really wound me up yesterday. Listen, as much as we can say Arsenal were poor... We did try. I mean, look, there was a lot of sideways and backwards yesterday, so I'm not I'm not saying that wasn't an element of our game that, that winds me up. Fulham, Fulham were trying to stay in the Premier League. They came with a plan. Hmm. You know, when you look at the numbers they had behind the ball, to, to, to almost to the detriment of what they were going to do against us at, at times, you know, they, they just thought, right, we're just going to bank up. And we've struggled. With that all season, you know, we we found that really hard to 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 sort of deal with, but we didn't give up yesterday. I mean, you know, and and yet it wasn't great. And I get what John's saying, but even even you know when we did obviously equalise right at the sort of ninety fifth minute, you know, we were still plugging. Saka didn't stop trying, you know, he, no. he, he, he kept trying to put crosses in and and things. And just, yeah, it wasn't, we've not been great after European games and it looked a bit like that. But the one thing I would 
say, we didn't stop. We, you know, I've watched games with us and, and when everything goes against us, we've, we've gone the other way. Whereas I thought yesterday, as much as I was disappointed, we only drew one all. We didn't stop. You know, we did keep going. We did. I even said to, to Charlie, like, when, we, when we'd equalised, I said, right, let's have it back. Let's go again, you know. Well, that's what uh, Arteta was felt. shown doing. Like, come on, we've got a minute and 20 left here. We can still win this. Yeah. Um, was his yeah, attitude. Yeah, yeah. And I did, I did feel, you know, a bit hard done by the VAR issue. Um, yeah, I mean, John's, John's in a few ways, in a few ways, really. I mean, the offsides—you can't argue with the offsides. But what we you can say in that situation is, um, you know, the Scott Parker possibly had a point that you know is regardless of whether holding is offside or not, and not involved or not. He's standing right in front of the goalkeeper in the six-yard box. So we may be, you know, sent a sensible on-field decision is that that's offside because he's interfering with play. Yeah, but if you look at where the keeper was looking, yeah, the keeper was looking at who made the pass, Smithrow. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's right, a goal. He was it's looking. He was looking at Smithrow, right at the point he kicked that ball, and he made the decision to go down and make that save. At the point that ball kicked, and at no point did he ever look at holding. Scott Parker's thing of, well, if holding wasn't there, he would have caught the ball. Bullshit, yeah. would he? Holding well, I mean, was two whole, yards from. Yeah, the, I, the rest of the Fulham team turned their back on Inketia. Yeah. So absolute bollocks. Scott Parker's talking out of his ass. He's just got the up. And then in the day, right? As I said, I mean, I can't remember if I mentioned it too. Right. Regardless of their penalty decision, like when it went to VAR, my fault immediately at VAR was because their bloke dived, yeah. right? And he did dive. Danny Murphy, Dion Dublin, both of them said that is not a penalty. But the fact they go, oh no, it wasn't offside, right? Penalty. Hold on a minute, aren't you actually going to review whether well, that was a penalty or a they dive? Wasn't, they wasn't interested in reviewing that. They didn't give a shit. Unless someone did look at it and go, well, actually, he's died, but who gives a crap? Let's just carry on. Right. The fact of the matter is, right, yeah, that is disgusting. It never looked offside. I don't know why they even considered, or oh, was that offside? Because at no point did it look offside. But what they should have been reviewing was, did he dive? Yes, he did. It wasn't a penalty. He definitely but moved like, his foot towards Gabrielle's foot yeah, at the last minute and shocking, made the contact know. happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you're, and you're right, John. You're right, John, because they started when the, when the VAR started with that. They were looking at the, the contact bit, yeah, yeah, and then and then it quickly swapped to well, oh, they is the onside? Is the onside? And you never got to see that contact bit again. No. And I, I I said the same, you know, and again I haven't seen it again since because I I didn't hang about and watch any of the after done, game. So yeah, but I didn't. You know, and, and you did, and me and Charlie both sort of said, well, hold on, that he hasn't made contact properly there. Yeah. What, what's, what's he given a penalty for? Forget what you, like you said, forget the fucking offside issue. It weren't a fucking foul. And that's what they should have been reviewing. Hmm. I'll tell you what I was most embarrassed about yesterday. When Xhaka went down, well, two things were embarrassing. When Xhaka went down, right, yeah, and uh, their player has got the same haircut as uh, a Bama Yang, right? He went down, rolling around a bit, but not, but not one of their uh, 
staff come on the pitch to look at him because they knew there was nothing wrong with him. He was just scared of getting the booking, so he thought he'd roll around the floor. But Xhaka went down like that, screaming, and then nothing happens. He gets up and he starts running around again. You think, I'll tell you what, what, yeah, if there were fans in that crowd, the only song ringing around that crowd would have been same old Arsenal always cheating. Yeah. Right? yeah. I thought that was absolutely embarrassing from Xhaka. Yeah, I really did. Right, to do that, stop play for about four minutes, five minutes, and then start running around. And you think, hold on a minute, I'm sorry. But you're shocking, mate. You're an embarrassment to the club. And I really don't like that part of the game when they just all go, who was it who said that? uh, It was the geezer who got fouled by Fulham for the penalty. Uh, Danny Murphy said, he said, not only was it like, you know, not a foul, but, to scream that player yeah, out yeah. was like, you know, fucking <laughs> you know. But Martinelli annoyed me. And I know he's a young kid and wanted to score a goal, but if he'd let that go for Ceballos, that was in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Ceballos didn't give him a shout. I don't know. But yeah, he, I, I mean, he, he, he's, he's not quite found his touch in front of goal, has he, yet, uh, Martinelli? But certainly, he put it on a plate for Put it on the plate for Bellerin earlier in that half. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the one that went across that Pepe headed, and you got to say, is a decent save. Um, I can't even work it out. That never went in, to be honest. Yeah. I've, I've looked at it a few times, and I don't even know what happened. It hit something. The goalkeeper's foot, wasn't it? Yeah. Pepe header, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the keeper just, just basically sticks his foot there as it's dropping down to the goal line, and it flicks off him, and then the their defender clears it a bit further along the line, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Martinelli's a threat with left and right foot, which is really difficult to defend against. And as once he starts getting his shooting boots back on, you feel like there's we've got ourselves a uh, real asset. Like he's lost a bit of beef. He looks like he's lost a bit. I always imagine him to be bigger. And now when I look at him, I think he's actually quite slight. You know, he's not as big as I thought he looked like last season. I mean, he's only, you know. what, is he still 19? I mean, he's a young kid. He's still a young yeah. one, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, he seems to have grown a little bit, maybe. Um, but maybe he's grown he taller, taller rather than wider. I'll tell you the one, the, one, the one thing that I do think shows from the last couple of games, and he, he would have made no difference, is we haven't missed a Bambi again. No. You know... No, because and, I think, and, you know, I mean, I know, now obviously we we've got Lacazette as is injured and possibly, I mean, has, it, has there been something said? Because, I, I mean, he came off and he seemed to have a hamstring injury. And are they saying I don't, that he's I don't, now... I don't think the club have, have said anything. I mean, the club yeah, are pretty silent today, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think they would be assessing him today anyway. So yeah. you're more likely to hear something either at, you know, when will Arteta, we're playing Friday night, aren't we, this week? So, will he do a press conference on Wednesday, That will it be? So, you'll, you'll like say, no one wants to comment at the minute, do they? No. Anything. Um, so, but I, I get the feeling, the way Lacker went off, you know, shirt pulled over his face, you, you sort of know he knows there's something yeah, but You kind of had a feeling about that last week when Saka, I went off and thought, oh, here we go. He's done his fire. Yeah. And next minute he was playing again. Yeah. Well, I'm, I hope. I hope that's he might have had a slight switch. You know what I mean? Who knows? 
I hope he's all right. He's doing all right for us. Yeah, definitely. Him and Martin, great partnership. Yeah. Maybe a little honourable mention for Joe Willock, who scored an outstanding goal uh, to win the game against West Ham. I was gutted. I was gutted because I really want West Ham. For me, the more West Ham win, the less chance there is of Spurs getting in the top four. Yeah, that is true. Uh, And, uh, you know, Willock's not with us at the moment. So, you know, at the end of the day, Fair enough to the lad, and you know all you know all kudos. But I really wanted West Ham to get something from that game or win it, you know. Because I mean uh, they didn't I'm, they didn't help themselves. I mean Fabianski was at his absolute awfulest, wasn't he? Uh, I think he, I think he pretty much contributed to all three of the Newcastle goals in one way or another. Um, the second one, I mean, the first one is reminiscent of the old. Um, Birmingham City goal in the in the um, the League Cup final. It's sort of him and the defender can't decide who's got to clear it. Um, the second one, he just punches into his own net, didn't he? Uh, and then the oh, third one, he just it, sort of fell backwards. Oh, you just watch those goals uh, on Match of the Day two at the end. I mean, it's just all the the worst bits of Fab- Fabianski. Of course, he did not. I don't, this I don't we think West Ham fans. I don't. I don't think West Ham fans. Though, I mean, I think Fabianski for West Ham has been a great goalkeeper. I, yeah. I don't think many West. As much as he might have had, like you say, a bad game, whatever you know. But I think over over probably the last couple of seasons, he's been one of their best players. You know, consistent yeah. all the time. So. They have a mad moment, don't they, goalies? Yeah. I've been enjoying West Ham. I said to some gigs on Facebook yesterday and made some comment on a Sky Sports thing. And uh, he's a Leeds fan. And uh, I said the two things I've loved this season. He's Leeds and Man United. Uh, West Ham United. So I think it's been great. Been a total breath of fresh air. I said the thing with Leeds is, I just said, I said, but I said they're fucking mental. I said to leave a win 5-0 or lose 5-0. I said it's just absolutely brilliant. I'm watching the Leeds-Liverpool game now. Leeds just don't know when to stop attacking. They fucking love it. And I, I tell you what, this season, right, if I was new to football this season, Leeds would probably be one of the teams I support because they're about to go, oh, oh, oh they should have gone 1-0 up. Bamford, you idiot. But, you know, it's been brilliant. And West Ham have been great this year. You know, every time I I put a bet on, I think, oh, no, West Ham's going to lose that. But the Leicester game, I thought I'll bet on Leicester. And then they're free to up within no time at all. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's been brilliant to see this happening. It really has. You know, I love it. Yeah, because we can't get to games. So uh, you just look for something else to get your pleasure from elsewhere. They, yeah, I mean, they, West Ham, I think, out of... I know it's an Arsenal podcast, Matt, but West Ham, this, West Ham this season, you know, when all these sides have had bad runs of six, seven games, and, and that is pretty much everybody apart from Man City. Mm. When when you look, West Ham have lost games. Or they've lost a game. Then they've gone and won a game. They haven't gone and lost three, four games and then drawn one and lost another. They haven't done that. All season, they've been steady. You know, yeah. which which mm. lots of others, you know, look at Arsenal with their horrible run. Man United at the start of the season, you know, talking when Man United were going to Brighton that if they didn't beat Brighton that, you know, probably so, uh, Solskjaer was going to be sacked. Liverpool, Tottenham, 
you know, even Chelsea, you know, where Lampard's been sacked, you know, West Ham out of all of this have, have probably been one of the most consistent sides in the division. I mean, I love Declan Rice. I think he's an amazing player. And to add Jesse Lingard and what's happened since they added Jesse Lingard has kind of made you think they will end up in the top four because... Um, oh, that was, that was such a great bit of business. And, 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 and that fair, goalie chopped in sort of on the volley last week. It's just outstanding, you know? Yeah. And he gives you that. Like, he, he, uh, he did it against us as well, didn't he? Uh, well, they said they regret not putting in his contract the uh, option to buy a clause. Because yeah, yeah. so we're after him. We, the, that was last week. We were interested, maybe, in, in trying to make a... Yeah, know, but we're going to have a football competition, so it's not going to come to us. <laughs> Sorry, Stuart. Go on, mate. I know you wanted to make a point. No, no. I was just going to say that, you know, what's a shrewd bit of business in, in January? And not only that, the player himself, you know, he's not getting he's not getting a kick of a ball at Man United. He's, he will now. He's, he, yeah, but he's taken he's taken the loan. You know, he's he's gone to West. I know David Moyes is a big part of it because obviously he was manager there with him. And but he he's gone there, and he's not sulked, has he? He's not just gone there and and, and thought, well, I'm. He's gone there and he he's 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 lit up West Ham, hasn't he? He's mm, he's. Yeah. And and you can see in it, he, he's he's loving his football and he, he's showcasing himself. I mean, his price now, even if West Ham had put the option to buy, I think that option to buy has doubled anyway, John, you know, with, with what he's done and, and got a good chance now. If you're Gareth Southgate and you're looking for your team for the Euros, you know, Jesse Lingard's got to be one that you're thinking about again. Whereas... Before Christmas, he weren't kicking a ball at Old Trafford. So, and he was you know, one of fair, those players that was um, that was sort of they were taking the mick of, weren't they? That he was like a the typical modern footballer that yeah didn't actually care about playing, which is ob- obviously nonsense. Um, but when he wasn't getting picked and stuff, that he just didn't care. And yeah. you know, obviously you care because it's your career, don't you? Yeah, and, and he's and really say, shown what he could do. Maybe we'll, get, maybe we'll get him. <laughs> you never he know. has the potential, though. If West Ham get the money, if David Gold and David Sullivan actually think about what's best for that club rather than what's best for their fucking pocket, which is the way Gold and Sullivan normally think, um, he has the potential to be a West Ham legend. He has the potential to be mentioned up there with Jeff Hurst, Martin Peters, Bobby Moore. Because he's still relatively young, and he was he twenty four, twenty five, something like that. Yeah, you know, and the rate he's scoring goals at and creating chances, you know, he will be mentioned up there with some of the legends of that club if they decide to put their hands in their pocket. And fair know, play. To I him. mean, it's you whether the, I mean a lot will depend on whether they make the Champions League. I think. Well, the way I they're mean, going, he, Matt. The way he, the way they're going, and the way. This Super League's going. They could be champions this season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's not you, mate. You're saying about that with Champions League and the money, right? They're not skin goals. No, so, no. Right? And the fact of the matter is they can offload a couple of players and bring money in. But if you're looking to say, right, look, let's just say they finish in the top six, right? Yeah, not even in the Champions League places or top seven. They sit there and say, right, if we can buy Lingard, bring in a couple of players 
we have the look at what we've done. We've got the chance to actually push forward for the following season and not let this season be like a one-off. Yeah, all right. And if it falls apart, all right, at least they gave it a go. And at least they've shown the ambition to their fans. Because West Ham fans have been given short shrift by them two play- owners over the years. They well, really I mean, have, traditionally like, they have, uh, you know, they've, they've, you know, for whatever reason, financially, they've had to let go um, all their great players, Frank Lampard, Joe Cole, um, Carrick, you know, Ferdinand, Ferdinand, they had yeah. some great players, didn't they? And if you if they had stuck those players together, they would have been in a much better position. But uh, they sold them for big money. And now what worries me is that it's going to be West Ham who can hold on to players and Arsenal who are going to have to sell their biggest <laughs> assets. And we are becoming the new West Ham because of, you know, the, the circumstance we're in. We're ninth in the league like West Ham would normally be. We're, you know, we're, is Saka going to get sold in the summer? Because um, he certainly would if he was a West Ham player, you know, and it, those are, those are things. Might be sold to West Ham. He'll form a great striking <laughs> yeah. partner with Jesse Lingard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, my. this is not the West Ham podcast. No, um, no. Awful defending. I'll tell you what, that defended by Leeds. Fucking shocking. Never mind, Leeds have just gone 1-0 down. Okay, well, I think we've, uh, you know, if you if you listen to Arsenal podcasts, then you'll be listening to an absolute um, diatribe of, of comment about the, the goings-on at our club uh, this week. And uh, we, we don't want to bore you too much with that. So um, it's time for uh, a quick-fire John where you just have to add water because it's a dry food quickfire, John. Right, are you ready for your um, uh, your quickfire, John? Dry goods. <laughs> Excellent. We'll start with the big one, super noodles or pot noodle? Super noodles all the way, man. Because you can get a cheeseburger flavour. Well, yeah. I mean, they've, they've, re-introduced, they've brought out a lot of decent flavours with super noodles. And also with super noodles, you get the option of just adding your own stuff. You know, I'll just sit there like, and with the chicken ones, I might add a chicken oxo. You know, with the curry ones. I actually do a hot flavour curry now, like normal hot, normal curry and hot. You know, I might add like a teaspoon of like Madras uh, powder. Mm-hmm. So, um, see, with the pot noodles, um, I remember my, my brother was over from New Zealand. We went to Costco's and he had to buy a six pack of uh, the chicken and mushroom pot noodles. Right. Because someone in New Zealand like really liked chicken and mushroom pot noodles. But I think it costs a lot of money out in New Zealand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they can't get them, one or the other. Yeah. Uh, I always liked uh, the beef and smarter, purely on the basis that you could just have more ketchup. I think. <laughs> it's basically ketchup. beef and ketchup. Yeah, I mean, the pot rices weren't bad. And they, there was one I used to eat, it was more like a bowl. And I can't remember what it was, like an oriental type thing. It was one that's like 
add water to it, but it was more like a bowl type thing. But yeah, super noodles, man. Yes. And now they've got the cheeseburger flavour. Yeah. I've yet to try it. But as I said on Facebook, I put on the WhatsApp group, you know, you know you've reached contentment in life when your dinner is two different flavour packs of pot noodles. <laughs> so, okay. You know. Next one, jelly or angel delight? Uh, I'm going to go Angel Delight. I do, I do love a bit More of controversial. I'm quite happy sitting there eating a pint of jelly. <laughs> because, like, who doesn't like butterscotch Angel Delight? Oh, Simon Cowell's favourite food, apparently. How was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now he's broken his back, probably. Has he broke his back? He broke his back. He like, fell off an electric bike, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Never knew that. Yeah, that was ages ago. Anyway. Uh, I I don't have a lot of interest in that sort of thing. Pasta or rice? Difficult, because I'm a big fan of savoury rice. You know, before I go out drinking, I used to have a uh, pack of savoury rice, well, and bread, so I used to have savoury rice sandwiches. Savoury rice sandwiches, that really is carping up. Yeah, it is a funny thing, right? I remember, oh, before I went around my mate's house, I don't know, you don't listen to this, I don't think, Dave Kerr, I think it was Dave Kerr anyway. Um, we used to go around his house sometimes and just drink. We was kids, school kids. But his mum would be there, right? Yeah. And we'd just like get Cinzano and Martini and whatever, three litre bottle of cider you can get and whatever. And, uh, oh no, was this one? No, it wasn't that. This was another time. This is when we went to a party. I can't remember what it was anyway. All I remember is, right, yeah, basically being sick a lot. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, he had this, like, I, was in, I was in the box room. And where my head was, uh, opposite that was a TV. And all I remember waking up with a vague memory of being sick, then looking, turning over and seeing my savoury rice covered oh. TV. And there was TV? Savory. Yeah, I threw up all over the TV. What was on the TV? Oh my God. <laughs> what? Was anything on Carrot. the TV or? <laughs> no, it was just literally, and there was savoury rice all over the floor. Oh, was it one of those TVs with a dial where you had to turn a dial? And there could be no, sort of savoury no, rice stuck in the dial. But uh, yeah, literally, <laughs> it was just savoury rice was everywhere. Almost actually thought that and thought, if I reheat this and eat it, could I die? But uh, you know. Ah. It was <laughs> and the savoury rice grains were bigger because it was all soaked up with alcohol. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, it was savoury rice everywhere. <laughs> Pasta, anyway, is the answer, Matt. Pasta. <laughs> After all that. Well, bacon bits or Parmesan cheese, that stuff you get in sort of cardboard tubes. Uh, I'm not allowed Parmesan. It's partialised. Uh, I, I don't think that the Parmesan cheese I'm talking about is actually no, the one if you can't even nice. cheese. You know, like no, the ones. If you read the instruct, if you read the uh, thing on it, yeah, the actual ingredients, a lot of it will say non-pasteurized milk. Right. So uh, it's always going to be bacon bits anyway. That's a silly question. Raisins or beef jerky? You talk about raisins, the fruit, the dried fruit. Yeah. Oh, raisins. What, what, what other raisins are there? <laughs> Is it never a brand name called Raisin? Is it Raisin something? Oh, not Raisins Chocolate Chews. <laughs> no. Gravy or instant coffee? Gravy. Just straight off. 
gravy. I'll <laughs> tell you what I did as a kid, right? Yeah. Do you, you ever must have done it? You make yourself a cup of oxo. Yes. Drink, drink yeah. a cup of oxo. You know. I remember for some reason, uh, and this wasn't gravy granules, this is proper bisto. The like, thing, the, like the actual sort of great, like brown bisto packet, powder. Bisto, yeah. yeah, not not the gravy granules, the actual powder. Yeah. It's actually uh, probably cornstarch, flavoured cornstarch. I remember making an oxo, <laughs> oxo drink. I thought, oh, it'd be quite nice if I had a bit of this. And I stirred it in and I thought, I've actually just made gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I just drank it. Just like a pint of gravy. <laughs> so I just drank a mug of gravy. Which is <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it is quite nice, actually. Stick a sausage in it. Make it like a 99. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Can't start. That's... that's... Was it sausage and beans? Yeah, and sausage partridge. and beans, Alan Partridge, like a savoury 99. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and he asked him, have you got a spoon? And what would I have? A, what, I've got no need for a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no need for a spoon, I <laughs> Tea bags or lift lemon tea? Tea bags. Custard or hot chocolate? Custard. And finally, lentils or those dry kidney beans that could kill you if you don't soak them properly. Uh, I actually have a pack of dry kidney beans I bought before lockdown. And if you don't soak them, they've got like cyanide in them or something, isn't it? They, they've if got you don't... quite ill. You've got to soak yeah. them overnight and then you've got to soak them overnight. It, it keeps saying, any instruction you read, it says soak them overnight in unsalted water. Right. And then you got so just water. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't really need to put the unsalted bit. Well, in um, case people decide to add salt for some reason, but it keeps oh, banging right. on. Every time I've googled what to do with dry kidney beans, they they really specify the unsalted water part. Oh right, okay. So, so maybe because it will soak up all the salt, and you'll have really salty kidney beans, or what I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, well, I've not used that. them yet. I've not used them yet, but, um, yeah, so you soak them overnight. You can speed the process up by boiling them for an hour and then leaving them for an hour. Right. Um, and then you've got to cook them before you use them in anything anyway. Right. So for John's poisonous food top top tips. <laughs> <laughs> Next week um... – I'm not a fan of lentils anyway, so it's always going to be kidney beans. Next week, that puffer fish that can kill you. John explains <laughs> how to cut. How to cook you. I'm going to cut one live on air and then eat <laughs> to kill you. Okay, well, that's the end of Quick Fire, John. A lovely one this week, which involved sick on a telly, a mug, and a mug of gravy. Uh... And it's the food fish. It is the food fish, isn't it? Doesn't Homer Simpson go yeah. food? When he goes into the Chinese restaurant because he thinks he's did he, is it one where he thinks he's going to die, or he I just decides to go for know. it. I don't know. There was it's about the way you cut it though, isn't it? Yeah, it's got like a sack of poison in it somewhere. Okay, so let's move on to the stupid machine.
and this week it's the Tenable Stoop Machine, and it's hosted by Warwick Davis. Oh no, look, there he is, banging on about styles. Oh no, it's now Sally Lindsay from Coronation Street. Now, uh, Stuart, uh, I can't even remember what happened last week. Can you? No, I can't. Oh, bloody hell. No idea, I didn't do my research. First day of the pubs. (laughs) <laughs> it's the first day of the pubs. That's it. Just not well. Um, do ring in if you remember what happened. Yeah, I've no idea. <laughs> I've no I idea. I forgot to look, and now I realise that I haven't got uh, anything to say about. So last we might week's have bets. won. Last we might have won. Week, we might not have. I mean, that's the joy of betting, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, bet, um, bet always bet responsibly. Bet on Newcastle. Sure, Newcastle's your bets. I bet you would. It could have been. I probably went for West Ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll find well, out I've afterwards. Got, I've got, I've got a couple. Um, so, uh, Wolves to beat. I can't think who they're playing. So basically, I'm going to go Brighton this week. I'm not sure where they are. They're away. Yes. And Brighton yeah. to win and. Um, Wolves to win. There's my two for this week. Okay, so sure. Chelsea are playing Wolves. Brighton. No, that's in oh, the no, week. tomorrow. I'm, I'm uh, talking so, about at the weekend. I think so they've Bright- got uh, Brighton. Sheffield United. I've got Sheffield United are already down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Brighton and Wolves, I think, are at home to Burnley. So, yes. yeah. Wolves, Wolves and uh, Brighton in a little double should win you a few quid. And if, if we did win last week, if you've had that to that, we're, we're doing well. We're, um, we're, we're in profit, Matt. Okay, well, um, let's put another uh, quid in the tenable fruit machine. And, uh, oh, oh, no. I'm afraid that your answer was 11th on the list, Stuart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I was after for tenable. Anyway, um, you can tell that I'm not working on it. Jokes. I don't understand half of them. <laughs> I don't, but when I do, I just say I've got no idea what's going on. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they, they make it deliberately difficult sometimes, and it looks like a bit of a con um, sometimes on Tenable. But uh, I do enjoy it. Anyway, talking of Tenable, there are only ten answers in this jukebox challenge. So let's move on to that. Is it, is it a European Super League jukebox? <laughs> That's 12, isn't it? Which, so, yeah, he's gonna, can you name six English league clubs? <laughs> banned from all competitions. They're be banned from football. Or which, which 10 clubs will be in the, the, the quarterfinals of the Champions League next season? Yeah. Leeds, Aston Villa, <laughs> Celtic. Real Sociedad. Actually, did you see? I mean, you know, that, I know that's, that. that's the sad. That's the sad thing, isn't it? Potentially, potentially, we could end up with the Champions League final all English and and the Europa League final all English this sure. season. Sure, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, and and all those teams are the potential breakaway teams. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, it's um, yeah. Well, anyway. I mean, actually, I don't know what's the situation. There's 
Who's left in the Champions League? It's PSG, who are probably favourites, actually, aren't they? PSG. I think now they've beaten um, Bayern, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. But and Man who's the other City, semi-final? Chelsea and Real Madrid. So Real Madrid, so three out of the four are European Super League um, rebels. In ours, there's two... Because it's Ro- is it Roma and Villarreal who aren't? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So anyway, what's, what's your tunes for this week? Sorry, I'm just playing around with me Rennies. <laughs> is that a code <laughs> we, for your we, bollocks? <laughs> yeah, no. you Uriah Rennies. If like that, I would be very. Surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, no, just a bit greasy, and it causes problems with me reflux. So. I basically made egg McMuffins for my lunch. I even got <laughs> egg rings out. I've even got like fried egg ring things. Oh yeah, like so McDonald's like, in their advert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got the rings out, and uh, I didn't put any meat in it. So it was literally just uh, muffin, slice of shit cheese, fried egg, and then I made myself a vegetarian stir fry for. Uh, you didn't use tea. super rice, did you? No, I You're didn't. You're not going to be sick all over Leeds versus Liverpool, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a couple. I bought some chilies from the... Uh, it was great because the turkey shop down the road. Um, I think he was distracted by some drunk bloke just wanting some beer on, on tick. And uh, you have to buy the chilies by a kilo. I only wanted to. And he went, oh, I'll just have them. I went, all right, cheer. Went, you sure? He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, because the drunk who walked in was like, him give me all. some beers, give me some beers. So he just like kind of got rid of me quickly. And just you take- had two, two chilies in your hand, one in each hand. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a bit rogue, so they can cause a little bit of ag on the reflux as well. So uh, got the rennies handy. <laughs> well, let's hope the super rice doesn't end up on the... Because uh... yesterday was a landmark day for me. It's the first time I've been into a big Tesco's oh, right. since last year. So... <laughs> I popped into an Audi a couple of times last year when I was chasing for the uh, caramel and hazelnut rum liqueur. But um, I went to Raynham Tesco's, which is like yeah. a big store. So I uh, bought myself things like slippers. and Because uh, I have it. I've got through – it's my third pair of slippers in just over a year. <laughs> what are you, a Jack Russell? <laughs> I have a habit of uh, getting holes by the toes. <laughs> because my, uh, I think it's because my second toe is bigger than my big toe. Does uh, that mean you're a witch? <laughs> yeah, I, witch do you know what, John? John, I had yeah. visions. I had visions of you cheating at doing squat thrusts like Jodie Schechter on Superstars. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding. Yeah. Yeah. Method. yeah, see, I ain't joking. Like, we, uh, when I was in hospital, uh, what was it, Christmas 19? Right, so it's only, what, 16 months away. Uh, Coop popped up and he bought me some uh, Star Wars slippers. Right. They lasted six or seven months. They had big holes in the front of those. Yeah. So I bought some Simpsons slippers off of Amazon last year. They lasted three months, I think. Got holes in those. So I've now gone to Tesco's and bought some more slippers. So uh, it was mainly slippers, black pudding, and biscuit tea because I like the uh, Yorkshire picky brew. And I got three <laughs> boxes. I'd love to see your shop. I'm desperately stuff. trying to think of a joke about holes and Star Wars and slippers, but I can't think of one. 
Um, <laughs> oh dear. So um, yeah. anyway, what song are you choosing, Stuart? Um, right. So it was a good mate of mine's fiftieth birthday at the weekend. Yes. Um, Adam Fisk. He was fifty. He's been to the football. You may. Yeah, know him. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so it was his 50th Saturday. He got royally battered. So I'd like to wish him a happy 50th. Yes, happy so birthday. off the off off the back of that, um, I would like I predict a riot by the Kaiser Chiefs purely because I remember I can't think where we were, but we were driving back and it came on the radio and he was singing away and he was going, "Fisky needs a diet." Fisk is into diet, so um, yeah. In 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 honor in honor of Adam Fisk and his fiftieth birthday, um, yeah, he can sit and sing along to that later on. So, yeah, I Happy predict a riot by the Kaisers. And um, John, what have you got? For it us was almost week? the Smiths because when I woke up this morning, I had this Smith tune going around my head, and rather than Google it there and then because I can't remember about four of the words, uh, I went back to sleep. And I woke up, I couldn't remember what it was, but I actually listened to the Smiths all day today. At no point did I decide to buy some gladioli or become a vegan. Uh, I'm going for, in honour of Helen McCreary, McCreary, who passed away. Yeah. Nicky Blyden's Polly. I was going to do the Snoop Dogg version of uh, Red Right Hand, but I'm actually going to go with the original of Nick Cave and the... And the um, Bad Seeds. Bad Seeds. Yeah, Good that's cold, what i Good call. But uh, I'll tell you what, though. Well, I say who knew. Who knew she was married to Damien Lewis? Oh, yeah. Obviously, Damien told Lewis. me that. Uh, I didn't know. They had a very small wedding. Like, they got married in sort of, uh, at like, sort of, and just went to a restaurant afterwards. Um, yeah, I had no idea till it came on. And I thought, why is, why is that Damien Lewis, you know, doing like a tribute? I thought, what's all that about? And I thought, he's married to her. I really like Damien Lewis as an actor. Didn't have a clue. There we are. So, it's yeah, sad, that's isn't it? Very so. sad, yes. Younger than me, oh, yeah. passed away of cancer. I mean, mm. seriously, man. Mm, very sad. And if you think, she was probably still filming. Do you know, like, the geezer who played uh, Black Panther? Um, he was still filming when yeah. he had cancer. And uh, she was probably still filming bits and pieces with cancer and then sadly passes away. So, uh, rest in peace, Helen McCrory and uh, yeah. Red White Hand. Yeah, good call. So, it's the Tenable quiz. Um, one of you is going to have to leave because it's one of those. I think Stuart's oh, well, turn first. Yeah, right, and go on, you do that then. I'll go and have a bird. Okay. All right. So, John, um, this week, yes. it's... Uh, let me just get my clock ready. Uh, timer. We're going for one you minute. You know, I'd be really shit at this, so, you know... You've got uh, one minute um, to name. Uh, there have been 10 players who've represented both Arsenal and Fulham uh, in the last 20 years, interestingly. And um, I've got the list of 10 here. You've got a minute to name as many as you can. Loans count. So if they've been alone, you're allowed to say that. Um, can I just say, Danny, before we're putting the clock on? Because I literally... Go! Think. I can't, I can't think of any. <laughs> I literally, oh, fuck. Honestly, I just cannot think of any. What about um, our current players? One of them was on loan at Fulham. Uh, no idea. Honestly, no idea. Honestly, I think. 
Look, it doesn't matter. You know how shit I am at What about the Japanese player we had? What, in a moto? That's one. Okay. Striker from Portugal. What about the, the um, Switzerland fullback, uh, Switzerland uh, centre back? What, Sendor? Oh, yeah, Sendor. Ross, correct. Uh, no, I'm, I'm shit at these. When you put me on the spot. It is very difficult, this one, I have to say. Um, but you've so got, got two. I've got one in my mind, but I can't remember his name. Actually, the mind's, the, the time's up. I found it very difficult. I tried to do it myself and I couldn't. Um, yeah. So getting two is pretty good, I think. So let's try and get Stuart back after his burn. Um, oh, uh, Stuart's just turned his microphone off. Are you listening to that, Stuart? Uh, hello, Stuart. Stuart's like a character from Scam. Just going for a burn, sir. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> uh, uh, and he's back. Hello. He's back. I'm still outside. Right. I'm still finishing my burn. Okay, so, um, Stuart. Hold you... on. No, you've got to wait while I'm making your burn. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, John, um, no, we won't tell you how, how many John got. No, don't. But there's only... Sorry? We won't say no, how couldn't... many John got. Okay. But say you're pretty under pressure. That sounds here. worrying. You're under pressure. It sounds worrying. Um, So you've got one minute. In the last 20 years... No, wait a minute, he's gone back inside. In the last 20 20 years, there's only been 10 players who've represented both Arsenal and Fulham. But can you name them? You've got one minute to name as many players as you can, starting... And now... Callum Chambers. Correct. Philip Sanderos. Correct. Inamoto. Correct. Lewis Bowen Malte. Correct. Um, who else? Um, oh, God. Um, oh, we have a goalkeeper. Um, so goalie. You've won. No, it's true. Don't want Sorry? You won on your first answer. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, John did get two. Oh. There's um, a, a couple of really uh, fringe players, but one um, sort of uh, footballing bad boy who uh, we loaned to them, or did he end up playing for them? Danny Jeffers, no? No. Uh, everything oh, was um, Dench. well. Steve Sibwell. He was a QPR, wasn't he? Um, that's a good shout, actually. I'm not sure whether that counts. Um, it's not on this list. I'm not sure why yeah. not. Maybe it's... I know Sibwell. Yeah, was I think Steve. Maybe it would... Uh, hmm. I'll have a look. Yeah, it might be QPR. I'm confused. Yeah, he, he was definitely with us, wasn't he? Um, yeah. David Bentley? Uh, your minute's up. Um, okay. So... Uh, well done. You've won, Stuart. Um, Who were the two were they? The so, uh, Callum Chambers, obviously. Um, a guy called Rui Fonte. Uh, I don't oh, recognise yeah. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was at Arsenal in 2008. Thomas Eisfeld. Remember him? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, the German kid. Yeah, Sender Ross, Emmanuel Frimpong. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. um, Yeah. Julian Gray, who was at Arsenal in 2000. I can't remember him. Moritz Voltz. Uh, yeah, who went on to play, play for them he was for quite a Fulham. long time, hasn't he? Yeah, he was at Fulham. Steve Sidwell, he was number seven at Fulham. Yeah, well, there you go. That's another one. And um, Lewis Bonamorte, Julian uh, Junichi Inamoto, and finally Stephen Hughes. So they've got that list right because oh, right. they were eleven, weren't they? Because of Steve Sidwell. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Steve Sidwell, did Steve Sidwell actually play senior football for us? Or maybe. Um, it's, I'm not sure about hey, Julian mate, Gray. No, didn't. Steve, he says Steve Sidwell was at Arsenal 2001 to 2003. No goals, no appearances. He, no. It wasn't QPR. The yeah. most of his stuff was Reading. 168 yeah. games yeah. from Reading. He played the second highest amount of appearances was for Fulham. He, he played Man City, didn't he? Times. Uh, he was at Beveren. But he loaned to Beveren, didn't play. Brentford, 30. Chelsea, played 15 times for Chelsea. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Stoke yeah. and Brighton. He was at Stoke, Fulham, Villa. Beveren uh, was our sort of Belgian feeder club, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We were sent brothers and stuff. That's right. Yeah. But it would appear oh, well, he, never so- had a, he never had a senior appearance for Arsenal. So in which case, happy birthday to me mate, Mr. Adam Fisk. Happy 50th and enjoy Fisky Needs a Diet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <Adam. laughs>
Never mind. I think um, isn't the bloke out of the Kaiser Chiefs now like a children's presenter or something? <laughs> Weird. Well, I don't know. I he's doing something. So he do tell They've got now. a new album out. They've Have got they? a new album out. I think so. Yeah. So uh, supporting uh, Green Day at the Emirates. That oh, one where you know the photo with me, Nick Rowe, and his mates. Oh, and yeah, where you're in the background. <laughs> Basically because, you know, the woman took so long, as I said to Lee, because Lee kept cutting it out and putting it in all different pictures. But I said, because she took so long to take that photo, you know, sometimes you just got to, like, fake a smile for a photo. <laughs> <laughs> then you're holding it for, like, 20 seconds in the edge of it. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> it just and looks like you've been photoshopped into that photo, though, because the light's slightly different on you than it is on everyone else. So we photoshopped it, him into the background of all different situations, like the World the Cup final. What was there? There was the release of the there Birmingham Six. <laughs> Those miners that got out of the mine. Yeah. In, uh, Mexico or something like that. Oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to try and dig them out for Facebook group. It's just my grumpy head. Um, actually, come to think of it, has there been any more Facebook activity, John, uh, this week? Yes, we've had some more likes. Brilliant. Uh, do you want me to do it now? I think well, we've got a track agent. Um, let's let's talk about uh, we've, our next game's on Friday. Uh, yeah. Weirdly, when was the last time we played on Friday? Not quite a long time ago, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, apparently, all the uh, future Super League games on a Friday, so we're always going to be playing <laughs> <laughs> in a space bubble uh, yeah. on Mars <laughs> with helicopter coverage. So, um, yeah. Friday, Everton, Everton, difficult team to play against, I think. Yeah, um, depends who turns up for them. You know, so, uh, uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson uh, against Tottenham, wow. That goal, that goal where he opens up his foot and strikes across the ball and it goes flying in. He was he was amazing in that game. I'm like, um, you know, you've got to be concerned that they have got they got your your Sigurdsons, your your um, Richarlisons, your your James Rodriguez's, haven't they? Yeah, they're, they're a good side. They're going to be hard, harder harder prospect than Fulham. Potentially, um, um, yeah. The only the only thing I would say is that they, and again, obviously, more potential for us to concede a goal. But I think they will try and and come and 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 have a game of football. I think, like I say, we take a lot away, but 
Fulham were very negative, I think, yesterday. Yeah. I think they will come and come and have a go. Um, no, it won't be easy. I don't, I, you know, John said, let's see who turns up. And it is like that with us, isn't I mean, it? Is it, the, is it the case that this could be, because Everton are in and around us, aren't they now? Yeah. Is it sort of like, if we can win this, can we overturn Everton? Maybe make that one place up that we. I think I think the games in hand. They've got a game in hand, or or, or mate. I'm not not exactly sure, but yeah. Oh, I no. mean, it's. I think I said, didn't I? That about the only team we should really be above in the league because of the goal difference yeah, side of things is is Everton. So yeah, if if we're going to make a stride to finishing above them, then then Friday night's quite a. Quite a big game, isn't it? Um, yeah, if we beat them, we'll be on the same points as them, but they've got a game in hand still. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, like I say, I wasn't, I wasn't totally distraught with Arsenal yesterday. I think off the back of you know, obviously, what was a big game um, on the Thursday, I, I think we'll have a go at them. I, I, I think we can beat them. Um, won't be a great deal, will it? I'll, I'll go, I'll go one nil to the Arsenal. Okay, John. Uh, I think Alex Awobi will come on as a sub and get an hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. uh, I'm going to go for an interesting three-one to Arsenal. Okay, I was going to say two-one because I think that they'll they're likely to score because um, they sort of. I mean, as you said, Stuart, their goal difference is. I mean, it's almost level of them conceding and scoring. Yeah. Um, so that they do let in goals because um, they play open football. Uh, yeah. So two one. It depends who we got fit, doesn't it? I mean, you, you got it. It quite favours us, as in, you know, when you've got the build up for for next week or the following week's Villarreal game. You know, we're playing almost a week before we're due to play Villarreal, so. You know, from from Arteta's point of view, is we, we'll have yeah okay we 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 played Sunday lunchtime, but we've got all week to get ready for Everton, and then we've got nearly a week to get ready for Villarreal. So yeah, he, he can go with a strong side without having to worry about you know the fact we've you know it's not like we've got to go and play Villarreal for three days four days later, is he? So I, I think he can. We can focus on the Everton game. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Come on, we've got I'd to... like to think that you know, obviously, if Lacazette is injured, I mean, not, not I'd like to think he's injured, but if he's injured, and obviously, Abami Yang's not going to be fit. I, don't, I think he's out of hospital now, really. I don't know, but I'm hoping then, and Martinelli gets played down the centre, and I think he will score a couple of goals if that is the case. I think. Yeah, I, I think. That. I think. I think. Um, I, I think you might be right there, John, that he, he might well play him through the middle and then, you know, Pepe one side, Saka the other. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's That that would sort of make some sense, wouldn't it? And then you've got Nketiah and, and you, you put, put, you know, if Aubameyang's nowhere near ready, then you, you put Balogun on the bench, don't you, as well? Yeah. You, you know, if he's going to sign this contract, which, which I think if he... I know it's still not been announced by the club, but yeah, Arteta's already said that he's staying, and he wouldn't say yeah. that if he wasn't. No, all that's stuff. right, and and that 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 is a huge bit of business. That yeah. uh, I, I know it's all potential, 
it, it, you know, and it, it is a, a rough diamond that, that needs polishing. But we've seen this season, haven't we, with, with he's Saka, looked good with when Smith he's Rowe. as well, Balogun, you know, when he's come, he's scored a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. He's come but but what, what, what I'm sort of more saying, you know, we, we've been brave, or, or Arteta has, you know, he, he's given Saka the, the chance, he's given Smith Rowe the chance. And and let's face it, you know, we we spoke earlier, you know, Thursday night, they were our best players. Yeah, and if you're good if enough, you're old Balog- enough. Yeah, if this, Balogun, if this Balogun can can be, you know, 80% the player that, that that you believe him to be, then we've got hell of a sight, you know, we've got hell of a player there. But the thing so, is with the youngsters, right, they both came in because, I mean, Smith Rowe came in because we had some injuries and whatever. And I think they've basically decided they've got to grab their chance and prove that they should be above um, the more established, experienced players in that side. And that's why sometimes with the youngsters that are playing, I think it's great because they are doing the business, the ones that we've got in the team at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, it says a lot about the future, you know, hopefully. Yeah. of the club, where I'd like to can, think that the ones you can got see out that the recruitment of these players and the development of these players through the academy has been really worthwhile. What I'm yeah. saying is, I'd, I'd like to think that you know, whilst I'm not a fan of some of the ones we've got out on loan, I'd like to think that when they came back, they have actually improved and maybe they got their head on straight. Maybe they their lacklustre performances at times was down to frustration of not playing first-team football. Mm, yeah. And when they come back, if Arteta can get rid of some of the players that we don't want at that club or he doesn't want at that club, they will fill that gap. And potentially, you know, like when all the Irish kids started in 1977, well, between 75 and about 78, yeah, we had seven Irish youngsters come in and we had a very good team at that point. It's just unfortunate that, you know, Liverpool were just so much better. But we potentially, we've got six or seven young players that it really could be, you know, the, 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 the foundation we build on unless, yeah. of course, they're all kicked out of every competition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, potentially it is. Potentially it's like the sort of... Um... The the Busby babes or whatever we could have the Arteta's adolescence or <laughs> or something. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, I, I think you know as much as as much as every football fan loves loves a, a you know a, a juicy signing. You know, you, you know you'll get you'll like a nice big signing, but I, I think most football fans. Uh, it, it's more exciting when it's when it's one of your own youth players that comes oh, through, isn't yeah, it? Totally right. agree with that. You yeah. know, it, it, you, you know, you're more you, you've got more of a buzz about that than than you have, you know, a Thomas Party signing or a, a Meza Ozil. You, you, you know, and, and I'm just so so. You know, if you think how much how much are now Smith Rowe and and, and Saka worth? You know, but to sell, I'm, I'm talking about. I mean, when you, you look know, at that, when you look at the, the lad who scored um, for uh, Bellingham, who scored for Borussia Dortmund. Oh, yeah, yeah. How yeah. much did he go for? He was so expensive for them to buy. 
wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, from, so, from Birmingham. Yeah, from Birmingham, like a ridiculous amount of money for a 17-year-old. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's that they, they're doing the same thing, Borussia Dortmund. They've got the Sanchos and the Harlands, yeah. young players. Um, well, I think... I don't I know think whether they're going to hang on to Harland, but certainly, I, you know, some I of the, those are young players. The attraction for, for those young players is that and a bit like Arteta has shown this season, um, with, with Dortmund, they will play you. And, and Dortmund, are, not only will they play you, you're playing in Champions League football and, and you'll mm. do well in the Champions League. You know, I don't think anyone would have thought that, for example, like Dortmund would win the Champions League this season. But they got to the quarterfinals. You know, now, if you're Bellingham, to, to have played in a... A, a Champions League quarter-final for an English side, you, you, you're you waiting years to get that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he's the youngest you scorer know, in the Champions League now. That's right. He beat um, Ox, didn't he? Yeah. Oxlade Chamberlain, the young. But, you know, so they go and they know they're going to get first-team football in, in, and, and be competing for the Bundesliga, you know, so... It's and 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 going to be paid decent. I'm not saying anywhere near probably what you know one of the big clubs in this country would maybe pay them, but that it's all about gaining that experience and furthering their career, isn't it? And and you know if he'd gone to say Man City or Liverpool or or Arsenal, would would he have got those chances? Probably not. You know, so it, it's it is a Quite a big law, you know, when you think they have got Sancho and Bellingham, who are two players that could probably walk into the England side, it, it, it does say something, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we, we've always had good young players. It's holding on to them and let's hope we can sort of yeah, like I mean, hold on to for me, and build, I, build a great I, side I, with them. I think Saka... You know, if, if a team said they wanted to sign Saka this summer, you you got to be mad if you if 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 he goes for anything under a hundred million pounds. Yeah, you I mean, know, S- Sancho was the boy last year, wasn't he? And there were there was Man United trying to offer a hundred million for him. Um, yeah. So well, they reckon they reckon Harry Kane, don't they? Two hundred million pound, and he'll mm. go this summer. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, whether maybe not so much now if Mourinho's gone. I, I think there's um, definitely it's probably the worst of, thing for we haven't even talked about this particularly, but it's probably the worst thing for us that Mourinho's gone because they were sliding away, weren't they, Tottenham? Um, yeah, and yeah, very kind of subdued. Terrible. They've got a lot of money to pay back on that stadium. Yeah, and 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 I think he's getting fifteen million quid for going. Yeah, I, I don't think it would matter. I, I I think Kane has sort of got to the point in his career now where he he scored a lot of goals and he's won nothing, mm. you know. And 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 people can lay the blame at him. They can say, "Well, you're you're playing, you know." Why? But I think at the end of the day, he knows that if he's going to go and win, you know, titles, and and that he's got to move. He 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 can't stay there. And and I think Tottenham. We'll sell him in the summer. I, I, you know, they've got to start paying back that money. Believe, I honestly, I don't actually believe he will. I don't think he, he will go. I, I think, think he will, John. I, I, think, mean, I think was he hobbling off on on? Saturday? Yeah, I think he was yeah. injured. 
Um, Whether he's yeah. fit, I don't know, but he took a knock. There was... Um, he's had problems with his ankle for a few years now. I mean, I think that there's a chance that he could... That whatever manager... I mean, it sounds like there's there's a reason why Mourinho has been sacked, you know, a week before the cup final that they're in. That There's got to be someone they're trying to attract to the club who they're, they're in negotiation with. Do you see Sky um, Sports interviewing Jamie Redknapp? Where they said, "Oh, talkies are trying to get your dad to come back and take over with Robbie Keane." <laughs> Look at his face; it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I think uh, the number, the, the 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 money seems to be on this Julian. What's his name from R- RB Leipzig, isn't it? Who's sort of a young manager, um, right? And I think they've done it because those people are saying, "Well, why do it the week before the cup final?" I think they've done it in case they win it. Yeah, because <laughs> if they if they win it. Then it looks. Oh yeah, hang on. No you know, well, it's harder. Then now, do the board explain their reasons for sacking him? We haven't won a, a trophy for fucking hundreds of years. We've won <laughs> one, so we're sacking him. We won another hundred years. Yeah, and but never again. Though Chelsea did that with Di Matteo. Didn't he win the Champions League in the FA Cup? Yeah, but he, he was only a caretaker. He was only a caretaker. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it, I tell you what, I did say. I did say to my Spurs mate though on Facebook, I said, I'm actually going to miss Marino because despite what you think about him, I thought he was great for the game in terms of, you know, he treated the journalists with the utter contempt they deserved. Right. And some of the stuff he come out He's entertaining, with, isn't he? Yeah. It was comedy gold. It was absolute comedy gold, some of that stuff he come out with. I loved it. I loved listening to, I loved listening to his after match, com- you know, uh, interviews because he just fucking just he didn't give the journalists anything and I thought it was brilliant you know yeah it, it is a shame he's gone because he was he was turning Spurs he was destroying yeah he was he was doing his bit wasn't he but um, yeah but I do think that, that that's the reason it's come because if, if Spurs go and win on Sunday which they could um, then then it's very hard. Helps. It's very hard for Daniel Levy to 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 give a reason as to why. You know, he, yeah, he's... and also probably it gives <laughs> Mourinho another trophy on his CV, and they, maybe they were trying to stop him from claiming yeah. that. I don't know. No, it's, it's, but yeah, it seems like a, a, a strange time, but I understand what you're saying, Stuart. If they were planning to sack him anyway, then why wait? Yeah, job done. And, and maybe, there may have been raving. a big bonus, bonus as well in his contract. If he and wanted everyone was raving, weren't they? You know, when because Spurs were going to win the league this season, weren't they? Yeah. And does, and, does, um, what, does winning the league cup get you into the Europa League? Yes, I think, I think it does. Yeah. So it could have been another thing that they would he would have seen to be getting them into Europe. I so think that might have been think, another um, clause in his contract. They're going to be in Europe regardless. Are I they? think if I think if yeah. you come runners up though, so you look you look at the potential on Sunday. Man City obviously it, they they well they're playing Champions League next season unless they're thrown out. Mm. Um, so they're playing Champions League. I don't think if you finish runner up, I don't it, think you do get the, a space. You don't get the space like you would do no. in the FA Cup. I think it goes to the league or, or you know what I mean. Mm. So. 
Looks um, like a penalty to me. They'd have to win it. To win it. Okay, well, with that uh, bombshell... We're doing our Facebook likes quickly. Yes, let's do the Facebook likes, John. Right. I'll do a screenshot of this. Well, it's time for oh, the I did, uh, One thing that was funny, uh, you sent me two more likes um, from... Uh, where was it? Uh, uh, from uh, Sam Bogg from Raynham yeah. and Darren Elgar uh, from London. And I said Boggsy and the composer. Uh, thanks for their <laughs> likes. Um, yeah, so we've got Darren Elgar, uh, London, Sam Boggs, Raynham Medway, not to be confused with Raynham, cut a miles down the road to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got a like from a guy who lives in Kampala, and that's William Reagan the Traveller. Lovely so, stuff. Uh, and then we've got a like from Descartes Boss. So his last name is Boss, first name is Descartes. As it, you know, it sounds normal. It sounds like a clothing brand, really, Descartes Boss. <laughs> so, uh, George Green. Abby Kurikos, uh David Gill, and Paul Graham Edward Spencer, which isn't four different people, it's just a one person. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight likes in the last few days. Brilliant. So, uh, hopefully, John, those have you likes... been, John, have you been flashing your bits or something on the page? He's, yeah. uh, there were some heartfelt words from John on Saturday uh, and um, a few funny posts. The one about Dulux. We didn't even discuss malaria or Dulux during tonight's show. And oh, um, <laughs> the Dulux thing was funny. Uh, yeah. I can't, actually, I can't actually remember what the Dulux thing was well, about. Just the, the, the social media, the, the, the official Spurs paint brand or whatever. And yeah. whoever's running their social media was basically an Arsenal fan. Because <laughs> every time oh, someone well. asked a question, he was like, um, you need to clear the dust off your empty trophy cabinet before you paint it. Yeah, they, like well, they, someone said, have you, po- have you painted the trophy cabinet yeah, with, yeah. with Dulux? And they said, you know you cannot, or we don't recommend that you put paint on a dusty surface. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I mean, the malaria bit is what it is, you know. Bama Yang's in hospital, hopefully it gets better, but, you know, what are you going to do? That, you know, that that may be the reason, you know. Who, who knows? I, I think there's, there's, there's still... Well, it's got him in a hospital gown, so I mean, carry on, carry on, Obama Yang. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I was going to nick an hospital gown when I went for an x-ray, because they're quite <laughs> comfortable. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Fiddler. Mrs. Fiddler, yeah, Nurse Fiddler. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, it's been a lovely week. Uh, it's all a bit weird going forward, but we'll be. Hopefully, back next we've got week. a football club this time next week. Yeah. <laughs> On a podcast, we could be uh, in Division Four. Well, our, <laughs> yeah. It's our lot in the Championship, or, or, or our lot in <laughs> Gillingham. <laughs> Take on the Gillingham podcast. Our lot, our lot in the rain amend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, this is uh, yeah. John. John, let's introduce the Smiths. This 
It's not the Smiths. Oh, was it it's yes, Nick Cannon. Do you know what, actually? You talked about Matthew. the Smiths for so long. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, yeah. Matthew. He hasn't even had to fucking try and win you a go at this. I know. Oh, he didn't, yeah. Uh, let's give you a question, John. What um, tropical disease did O'Barrier uh, <laughs> say he had? Uh, malaria. Correct. Hey. And it's Nick Cave and the Bad Seas with red right hair. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> See you next Rest week. Go on, See red ya. right hands. Up the arse. Up the Arsenal. Will you be getting a red right hand after this, John? <laughs> Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the track. Where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom As it ships and cracks Where secrets lie in the border fires In the humming wires Yeah, man, you know you're never coming back Past the square, past the bridge, past the mills, past the stacks on a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand.
what he sees. You'll see him in your head on the TV screen. Hey, buddy, I'm wanting you to turn it on. He's a goat, he's a god, he's a man, he's a guru. You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red rag. 